Welcome to Shift the Atmosphere. I'm your host, Philip Renner. Today, you are going to be encouraged. You are going to be equipped to walk into any situation and you will shift the atmosphere. In fact, I want to speak over you and I want to proclaim over your life that you are an atmosphere shifter. Everywhere you go, the atmosphere shifts. When you walk in the room, Jesus walks in the room because you carry the resurrection power of Christ. John 3.34 says this, that the spirit without limit is on the inside of you. Now just think about that. The same power, the resurrected Jesus Christ from the dead, that spirit that is without limit, meaning nothing is impossible because the spirit of God is on the inside of you. The Holy Ghost, the fire of God is on the inside of you. Therefore, you are an atmosphere shifter. Let's dive into the word of God as you are going to be equipped and strengthened with principles that are full of your identity in Christ. In fact, we are going to study the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Now you may say, wow, that sounds a little deep, but it is so powerful and it is so life-changing. Every single name in the genealogy of Jesus Christ carries a revelation. The first time I realized this was when somebody told me a story. They said I was casting out this demon and I just couldn't get it done. Nothing was happening. And then I had this weird idea that I need to read the genealogy of Jesus Christ. And when I read that genealogy, the demon came out. When I heard that story, I understood that there's something very deep. There must be hidden revelations in the names of the genealogy. Let's dive in. And today, this is going to be so powerful. You are going to be equipped to shift any atmosphere because you are going to find your identity in this genealogy. Dive in with me as we start with Matthew chapter 1, verse 2. Abraham. Now, Abraham means father of many nations. It is the picture of a good, good father. We live in a generation that is fatherless. We live in a generation that has lost their identity. And we live in a time where the idea of a father is being perverted. But God is saying that I am a father. I'm a good, good father. You never have to be homeless. You don't have to be orphans because I have made you my own. And I want to tell you that anytime you can feel the father's love. One of the scriptures that I hold so dearly to my heart is Psalm 18, 19. His love, the love of the father 
broke through and brought me into a broad, beautiful place. Just think about that. The love of the Father brought me into a broad, beautiful place. You're going to be in a broad place in your relationship with God. You're going to get revelation every single day. Your relationship with him is going to go deeper and deeper and deeper. You're going to be in a broad place in your finances. You're going to be in a broad place in your relationships. You're going to be in a beautiful place. You see, God has prepared a plan for you that is so beautiful. And this is God's nature. This is why Abraham means father of many nations. What it's saying is that this is the character of God, that he takes all of the orphans, he takes all the homeless, he takes all those that have been broken, and he brings them into a broad and beautiful place. And I love the rest of the scripture, because what it says is, because his delight is in me. You didn't earn it. You didn't do anything to get it. It's because his delight is in you. You see, there is nothing that you can do to make God love you more because he already unconditionally loves you. And there is nothing that you can do to make God love you less because he is love. First John 4.18 says this, that perfect love, the love of the Father, the love of the Father of many nations, the love of the Father that loves orphans and homeless and broken, it doesn't matter what background you're from, this love of the Father casts out all fear. So this first name is so important because it is showing the character of the love of the Father. He is a father of many nations. I can remember when I was in Boulder, Colorado, and the Lord told me, he said, when you set up to do the worship, now I didn't have a permit, I didn't have permission, but the Lord told me to go do this worship right in front of the city hall in Boulder, Colorado. Now, demons are manifesting, lots of voodoo priests, lots of Satanists. It's a crazy atmosphere. But God says, I need you to set up worship right there. And then he tells me, you need to start out with the song, Good, Good Father. And I said, Lord, that's a great song. But I don't like that song. Shouldn't I start out with something like, you are my champion? I mean, wouldn't that be better? Because that kind of fits my voice better. You see, I didn't really feel the song, you're a good, good father. But God was revealing something to me at that moment. And I started to sing, good, good father. I didn't feel it. I didn't really feel the anointing at that time. But I started to sing, good, good father. Now, immediately, five policemen started running or walking my direction to shut me down. 
And one of my evangelists walked up to them as they were coming to us. And they had tears in their eyes. They were being wrecked by the power of the Holy Spirit. And they said, what is that? We don't know what that is. We were told to shut that down. But what is that? And I'm singing, you're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. Who I am. I'm singing that song. And they are being wrecked by the Holy Spirit. The power of God is just all over them. And so my friend begins to explain to them, my good friend Brandon, begins to explain to them what is going on. And all five of them get saved. And then they say, we were told to shut that down, but we are not shutting that down. Why did that happen? Because they felt the love of the Father. And this is why it is so important that this genealogy starts from Abraham, which means the love of the father, the father of many nations. Again, I'm repeating myself, but I really want you to get this point that it is the father of the broken, the father of the homeless, the father of the orphan. This is the character of God. So if you have this idea that, you know, God is just this guy who is waiting for you to make a mistake, to slam you in the head with a hammer, you are gravely mistaken. He is a good, good father who brings the homeless into his home, who heals the brokenhearted. This is who our God is. And this is why this genealogy starts with Abraham, because it starts with the beginning. You see, the first couple of these names are a picture of the beginning of creation. Picture the father of many nations. He has just created Adam and Eve, and he is a good, good father. He says, everything that is here is yours. Rule and reign over all creation. Rule and reign over the beasts. Rule and reign over everything that you see. You see, that is who we are, and that is how we have been created, is to rule and reign. So sickness has no authority over you. Depression has no authority over you. The good, good father, the father of many nations has said, you are mine and therefore I give you my authority so that you can rule and reign as kings on the earth. And because there was such harmony, because there was no sin, the next name in the genealogy is Isaac, which means laughter. And it is a picture of what the world looked like without sin. It was perfect. People were ruling and reigning. 
There was no sin. There was no depression. There was nothing that could separate you from God. Because what sin is, is separation from God. I was talking to my daughter recently. She's six. And she said, Dad, Dad, what were they dressed in? Before they realized that they were naked. When they sinned, you see, the first thing that they realized was, we are naked. And she said, Dad, what were they dressed in before? And I said, they were dressed in the glory of God. You see, God wants to dress you in his glory. God wants you to walk in his glory. Because when you walk in his glory, you are truly going to rule and you are going to reign. Ecclesiastes 8.4 says, where the word of the king is, there is power. Now, that is twofold. Because where the word of Jesus Christ is, the king, we speak his words, there is power. The atmosphere has to shift. But also, you have been made through the blood of Jesus, through the cross, a king to rule and reign, or a queen to rule and reign. So, because you speak the words of the king of kings, you are a king that will rule and reign. So, where the word of a king is, meaning a word of Jesus, but also where your word is spoken because you are his representative, there is power. And Adam and Eve carried power. They were clothed in glory. They didn't even know that they were naked. Why? Because the glory of God clothed them. And it was paradise. It was perfect, which is why we have the picture of these two names. One, Abraham, father of many nations. And why? Why was there so much glory and power? Because the father is ruling and he is reigning. And that means that there is laughter. Now, I want to talk about something that really speaks to me. I believe Christians have got to be full of laughter. In fact, I was reading this morning and I was meditating on this scripture this morning. In Psalm 70, verse 4, it says that those who earnestly seek me, they seek my face, they are going to have joy and laughter. And those that sing to me, those that seek my face, they will shout, great is our God. Those that love my salvation will shout, great is our God. Christians should not be depressed. Christians should be full of the joy of the Holy Ghost. 
Because when you're full of God, you are full of joy. You're full of a smile. And that smile is going to affect other people. Or you could say that smile is going to infect other people with the joy of the Lord. There are some people that when you get around them, oh, you just feel joy. You just want to smile. Why? Because the power of God is on the inside of them. And this is a picture of what happens when we have been adopted by the Father. There is joy in our life. But the enemy wanted to break everything. So if you study the story of creation, what you'll find is Satan came into the garden as a deceiver and he deceived Eve and she took the fruit that she was not supposed to touch. She took the fruit and she ate it and sin came into the world. Then she invited her husband to take part of the sin and he took part of the sin. And so in this genealogy is the name Jacob. Now, Jacob means deceiver. So it's the picture of the deceiver coming in and deceiving Adam and Eve. But a different translation of this same word is supplanter. One who plants himself into God's plan to destroy it all. Now, this is the plan of the enemy. Every single time that you have a breakthrough, every single time that you feel laughter, you feel joy. Acts 2.28 says, you have shown me the way of life and you have given me the joy of your presence. You can walk in the joy of God's presence every single day. And when that happens, the enemy does not like it. And the enemy did not like it that Adam and Eve were clothed in the glory of God. And so what did he do? He supplanted himself in the plan of God to destroy it. And when sin came into the world, everything was broken. And that's what the enemy will try to do with you and me today. He will plant himself in our day, in our thoughts, in our mind, in our family, and he will try to get us off track. But here is the beautiful part in this genealogy. So I'm going to go through it one more time. You have Abraham, the picture of the good, good father, the father of many nations. Now, because the good, good father is reigning, you have Isaac, which means laughter, joy, paradise is everywhere. Jacob, deceiver, the enemy comes and tries to destroy it all. He brings the fall. He brings sin into the world. And actually what happened was, was not sin just came into the world, but the authority to rule and reign that Adam and Eve had was passed down to the devil. And he became the ruler and the one who reigned over all creation. It belonged to Adam and Eve. 
But because of sin, they lost their authority. Now, when God saw this, it hurt his heart. But the amazing thing is this, God already had a plan. And it doesn't matter if you've fallen, if you're going through situations, if the enemy has supplanted himself in your life, I'm telling you, God has a plan. And that is a plan of redemption. And I want to open up with you the very first prophecy of Jesus Christ coming into the world. Genesis 3:15. And I'm going to read the amplified version. I will put enmity, open hostility between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. And he shall fatally bruise your head and you shall only bruise his heel. Now, from that moment on, what the enemy understood, what Satan understood, that through a woman, which would later be Mary, Mary the Virgin, that the Holy Spirit came upon and Jesus Christ came into the world. This is a prophecy of that very moment. He's talking about the seed of a woman. Little did he know that that seed would be Jesus Christ, that that seed would be the end of him reigning over creation and over people and keeping people in bondage, but bringing back the laughter, bringing back the paradise and the power that Adam and Eve gave away because Jesus was going to come into the world and change everything. It even says, he will fatally, meaning Jesus, the seed of a woman, he will fatally bruise your head and you shall only bruise his heel. Bruising the heel is a picture of the cross. You're gonna hit him and he's gonna be hurt but it's only gonna be for a little bit because he will fatally bruise your head. And that is why the Bible says that the enemy is under our feet and the peace of God will crush Satan underneath our feet. I have news for you guys. Satan is underneath your feet and the authority and the dominion that Adam and Eve had that they lost has now been reclaimed and given back to you through the power of the cross. And that is why you can be an atmosphere shifter. That is why you always have the victory. That is why John 3:34 says the spirit without limit meaning nothing is impossible in Christ Jesus that power is on the inside of you demons shake and scream because of that power and all of this is the picture of the genealogy 
And I'm going to go through it one more time because this is just so beautiful. Abraham, it's the picture of the father, the father of many nations. Isaac, laughter, paradise, everything's perfect. The supplanter, the enemy, comes in and tries to destroy it all. Jacob, the fighter of God, which means Israel. So through all of this chaos, God was going to bring a fighter, a fighter for all humanity, a fighter for your sin and for mine, a champion that would completely annihilate the plan and the power of the enemy. And because he did it, today you are a fighter of God. You are a champion because he won the victory. I want to pray for you. Father, I thank you for everything that you are doing in our lives today. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, that every single person listening today is a champion. It doesn't matter what's happening in their life. It doesn't matter the situation, the political situation, the economical situation, sickness, disease. It has no power because you have made us kings and queens to rule and reign once again through the power of the cross. And so I speak over everyone who is under the sound of my voice that they will rule and reign in the name of Jesus. This is so powerful. I really want you to grab on to this revelation. And if this has blessed you, then I want to invite you to become a partner with our ministry because we are going into places that are very, very dark and we're seeing people saved, healed, delivered, demons cast out, prayer movements and movements of revival happening because we're bringing the light into the darkness and the darkness could not extinguish it. Everywhere we go, our partners go with us. And so just go to philiprenner.com and you can become a partner and you can go with us. And we will be so grateful. And I pray for my partners every single day. Also, my books are available, Worship Without Limits and A Fasted Life. If you're a pastor, if you're a preacher, if you've got a team, if you've got a business, I'm telling you, these books They will shift the atmosphere on the inside of you. You're going to walk in the room and God is going to be fighting for you. This is so powerful. I love you guys. I'm praying for you. And remember, because of the power of God on the inside of you, everywhere you go, you shift the atmosphere.